Hey legends, I'm Bradley Boyd, an online transformation coach from Aberdeen, and this is my podcast, Bradley Boyd, Better for Life. Let's do this. You're listening to a Merns and Gill podcast. What about that intro music, by the way? I just wanted to say welcome to the podcast. Here we go, episode one. This has been on the horizon for quite some time and I wanted to use episode one as a kind of unveiling of my own fat loss journey, which in turn I hope will inspire someone out there to get started on their own kind of fitness journey. This has been a massive goal of mine. For me, podcasts quite literally changed my life over the last few years And I'd say especially in 2020, if you've been following on my kind of social media platform, I speak a lot about my own kind of mental health journey as well. So podcasts themselves have essentially changed my life over the last few years, like I was saying. And it's quite a surreal moment that you're listening here to my podcast. And I just wanted to say thank you for making all of this kind of become a reality as well. But I guess now I can't really avoid what I just kind of said in that last statement as you're kind of probably sat here thinking, how did he actually get to change his life on a pod, uh, from podcasts? So I want to use this first episode to kind of explain what I'm kind of talking about. So I'm going to explain my whole fat loss journey and essentially kind of how podcasts did change my life over the last kind of few years. So I want to kind of take you back to pre-traveling and what life was like for me before I went away traveling to Southeast Asia and Australia. And essentially things kind of started from when I left the Royal Marines in 2017. And I kind of was dealing a lot around failure, which was quite difficult. And when when I kind of left the, the Royal Marines, they managed to set me up with a job and they were asking me if I wanted to go back into plumbing, which is where I originally started my career as uh, I left school. And I said to myself, I am not doing that. (laughs) I am not going back to plumbing. I wanted to do something new. I really enjoyed the fitness element when I was going through training and things. So they set me up with a course to go and get qualified as a personal trainer. And At the time, it was great. It was six weeks intense learning about the body, learning about the anatomy and all of that kind of stuff. It was really, really exciting. But subconsciously, deep down, I was dealing a lot with my own failures of not actually managing to finish the career that I wanted to get get started with. And that was quite difficult. And I spent probably a good few years chasing that emotional burden that I kind of carried for quite a long period of time. And... Once I got qualified, I kind of dove into the whole bodybuilding scene. You know, I looked great, but felt rubbish. And, you know, I, I kind of part, partook in that for quite some time. And this kind of brings me on to the point. I, I did this for a couple of years where I was kind of following the bodybuilder routine. And then my best friend told me that he wanted to go traveling. And I thought, why not? I was young. I was 22. And yeah. Then we kind of went traveling, which for someone that's dealing with quite a lot of an emotional burden and feeling like a little bit of a failure, traveling is one of the best things that you can do because it hits your dopamine rewards on a regular basis. You're seeing a new destination, you're seeing a new country, a new city, you're doing all these different experiences. And it's just like, I'd say 
not overwhelmed because you're not overwhelmed. You're loving the process, but it's it's hitting the dopamine rewards every single day. So you're not actually getting to deal with the emotions that's going on subconsciously. So for, I mean, a good couple months, this was exactly what was happening. I used food, drink, alcohol. Um, I've spoken a lot, you know, uh, on some drug use as well that kind of essentially calmed the mind at the time. But over the the the, the months and the years that, that I was living that lifestyle, it was a slippery slope that, that ultimately led me to, you know, 130 kilos from where I was, you know, I was about 80 kilos. That's a big jump. And I think that speaks volume of where I was in my own headspace, you know, at that time. So that happened for a couple of years. I mean, I was traveling Southeast Asia for three months and then we ended up going to Australia and I lived in Australia for, for close to three years. And I ended up getting a job in a mine site. And, you know, because I was traveling for so long, I hadn't actually dealt with a lot of the things that was going on in my mind. And I think that going on to the mind site and working away for long periods of time, this was probably the first time that I actually had time to myself to recognize my own emotions. And I knew that things were quite uncomfortable. So it was a difficult period when I, when I got on that mind site. And I don't think it helped that I was around the wrong people when I was there as well, like they were heavily into drinking and they smoked, you know, so I I started smoking. And I mean, like I said, I was, you know, came out the Marines. I was really fit. I was really active. I was someone who detested smoking. And then all of a sudden I started smoking. So for quite a long period of time, I, I was, you know, spending five weeks in the middle of the desert dealing with things going on in my own head. And the job that I was doing was quite mundane and, and monotonous. I was actually called a spotter, which for those of you that don't know about mine sites, when you're working on elevated work platforms and stuff, you need a guy on the ground that looks at this elevated work platform. And for 12 hours a day, you look at this machine. You don't move, you sit on a seat and you look at this machine and you're not allowed to go on your phone. You're not allowed to get up and leave that area because someone's working there. So you're looking at this machine for 12 hours. You can imagine how torture that is on your mind. So the job I was doing, I didn't really have much purpose. And I find that quite difficult. You know, when you're sat there for 12 hours a day looking at a machine and the only thing that you can do is be in your own head, you're facing really uncomfortable emotions for quite some time. And my actions kind of portrayed of what was going on in my headspace at that time where I would finish work and I would, you know, go go for a drink. And workouts and things were non-existent. And this went on for probably about nearly a close to a year until one day it was the penultimate moment, I would say, of uh, I realized just how out of shape I had got. We were actually working at the top. I remember the, the day so clearly because it still lives rent free in my mind you know we were we were working at the top of this like it's like a big plant and I think maybe let's say it's 100 feet up we had to take the stairs I got to like the first level and I was completely out of breath like felt like I was a way to pass out and this for someone who had been able to go through you know marine training and stuff and be super fit this was a real shocking moment for me and at that point, I was like, right, I'm going to 
ditched the cigarettes and, and stopping smoking. I went cold turkey as of that point. And yeah, that was kind of the penultimate moment was getting to that first floor and being so out of breath. And, and to be honest, I don't know if you've ever felt like that where you've maybe done a task or you've maybe done a job in the house and you've had a hard look at yourself and been like, this is now really difficult. You know, I'd never used to find this difficult. It, it could be anything at all. You, where you've had that shocking moment for yourself I think for some people, it's possibly even like you've put on a pair of jeans that no longer fit or you, you've put on a jacket that no longer fits. It's that moment of being like, oh my God, have I really let myself get this far into that kind of deep hole? And that's essentially where I was. And like I said, from that moment, I kind of started to make a conscious decision of you know ditching the cigarettes and starting taking better care of my health. and. I signed up for a gym class on the mine site, which usually I was going to what we call the wetty, which is the bar where we would sink 10 to 12 beers, <laughs> which I'm not too proud about, but you know, it's part of the journey. And yeah, so I started to ditch the, the wetty, the beer uh, after work. And a lot of the guys that I was with would make fun of me, but I took it on the chin and knew that this is what I had to do. And there was about two mile loop around our camp, our camp village where we stayed. And I mean, this was in the middle of the desert, by the way. So it was very, very hot, <laughs> very, very hot, but it was a starting process. And I used to go around that two mile loop and try jog it for the first, for the first period. And I mean, I think it was taking me one lap it was taking me about 20 minutes almost, you know, very, very slow pace, but it was a start. And I started to make progress on my own health and my own fitness with those loops. And then I signed up for the gym class, which again was a shocking moment for myself at just how bad I get. I guess they say things come in threes, right? And the stairs on the actual work was like the first moment. The second moment was actually signing up to this gym class. And like I said, I was a really, really fit guy before I went traveling. And this PT, she gave me like a workout to do after work, which was just like a, I think it was a 25, 30 minute circuit based workout that now I could do. And before I could do, I think it was like kettlebell swings. I think there was some burpees in there. And I actually had to walk out after 10 minutes. Like, no joke, I am not lying here. I had to walk out. And it, I was ashamed of myself. And that actually derailed me for quite, quite a few weeks. It was, it was a tough period because walking out of that class, I was like, you are a failure. The, the road back for you is too much. And that kind of, that hurt a lot because... I didn't at that point believe that I could actually get back in shape. I believed that I'd done so much damage to myself that it was almost irreversible. Which looking back, I'm like, you should have just kept going. Like, where was that kind of state of mind that had been installed into you from the marine training? But at that moment, I kind of gave up on myself. And a couple of weeks went by where I was a lot inconsistent with, you know, going out for my runs that I was doing before in the gym sessions themselves. I was a lot more inconsistent, but 
again, I had a little word with myself and kind of got back to it. And I remember scrolling on social media and this was about the time when Tyson Fury came back. And for those of you that maybe don't know Tyson Fury, he's a boxer and he went through a really dark period after winning one of the heavyweight world championships against Vladimir Klitschko. And he kind of got to the, the peak of world boxing. And once he accomplished his goal, it was a downward spiral from that point for him. And he went into drugs, suicide attempts. And, and it was if you don't know his story, please go and, and get to it because it is a really inspiring story. And I remember just seeing his transformation back to, to boxing. And I thought, I, if he can do it, I could do it. You know, like if, if he's been at the place where I was, you know, suicidal, having the darkest of darkest thoughts to then turn your life around, which he did. And he, he's now, again, at the top of world boxing, which is absolutely incredible. And I kind of called it my Tyson Fury comeback. And I think looking back, that's a really powerful thing to do is always operate from a place of vision rather than circumstance. And that's essentially what I was doing without, without actually knowing I was doing it. I was coming from a place of vision and giving it a name and saying that this is, this is what it's going to be. And I started dreaming about the result. And I think that's something that a lot of people maybe don't do enough of is they don't actually operate from that place of vision. They just operate off of emotion in their current circumstances. And then once I kind of partook in my own journey, gave it the name and said, this is my own Tyson Fury comeback, things got better. And I started to be a little bit more consistent with things. And yeah, I, I remember at the time I was, I, th I think I maybe lost a kilo, my first kilo, which is again, a monumental thing when you're 130 kilos is to lose one kilo because you've already started to knock off some of the bad habits that got you there in the first place. And I remember at that point, COVID was all happening. We, I don't have to say too much about that because I think we can all remember COVID as much of a distant memory as it is. But things were quite difficult in Australia and I'd just recently became an uncle which was a massive change to my life. I, I actually flew home for three days uh, from Australia to see my nephew when he was born just before COVID happened. So I'd started to have this connection with my nephew and I, I didn't want to be that uncle at the other side of the world. So I came home and coming home uh, after kind of the, the initial start of COVID and the main priority was to be around family. And although I'd been starting my fitness journey, I'm going to be totally honest with you here, my headspace was still a mess. Like as much as I had started to make little improvements to my fitness journey, the main reason for coming home was because I knew I needed a change of environment and I knew I needed to be around loved ones. And I'd say that point from leaving Australia to arriving home, that was my, my darkest days. The, they were really bad. And there was times where I did think about, you know, not want, wanting to be here. And then I came home and I remember I went round to my sister's. I had a five-day, what do you call it, isolation, I remember. Uh, where you weren't allowed, if you flew from another country, you weren't allowed to go and mix for five days. So I did the five-day isolation and then went to see my sister and my nephew. And yeah, I remember seeing my nephew a little bit bigger than when I last seen him. And I thought, 
life is just so precious. And him being born changed something in my mind straight away where I almost realized that he's going to look up to me someday. He's going to think, you know, that's my uncle. And it was almost like, this is now bigger than me. You know, not so much that he's going to notice my transformation or something like that, but, you know, you're here for, for a purpose. And I think that was the first thing that changed. That was the first purpose that kind of went into my mind is that you need to do this for your family. And from that point on, I made a commitment to myself that you are going to change things around. And I was still part of the, you know, calling it my Tyson Fury comeback. But it was at that moment, once I connected with my nephew and my family again, that I thought, you know what, like you're loved, you're appreciated and started to probably have a little bit more gratitude about what was going on. I think over in Australia, it was quite easy to isolate myself from everything else because you're so far away. But once you're around your loved ones and you really start to, you know, show gratitude towards your life, things do change because you become a little bit more positive on your outlook on life. And I think that's absolutely crucial if you're wanting to embark on your own fitness journey is just showing some gratitude towards yourself in the direction that you're wanting to go as well. So the main focus for me taking my knowledge from being a trainer before wasn't immersing myself into a full calorie deficit right from the get-go. I made some lifestyle changes, cut down on alcohol, which was a massive change from someone who drank almost every other day to now, you know, almost eliminating alcohol altogether. And I mean, that's been a journey over the last kind of 18 months in itself. But I made some real lifestyle changes. And I want you to imagine if you're looking to start your own fitness journey and you maybe do have an excess of 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 kilos to lose, you're going to have some big rocks in your diet that we can take away and replace. And you're going to see massive changes just by doing that. So that's my focus. It was simple things like changing from full, ca- full fat Coke to diet Coke. You know, that minor adjustment could save you three, three 400 calories a day. So it was focusing more on the rocks of my diet rather than going straight into tracking my foods. And I had a step goal that I made sure I was going to hit every single day. And that was 10,000 steps. And I don't want to go too much into the science behind everything. I'm going to save that maybe for later podcasts. But I think just having a goal to work towards that you wake up for every day and it's going to drive you forward. And that was the thing that I did. So uh, there's a there's a hill just outside Inverurie where I'm from called Benihi. If you're listening to this, I'm sure that you know exactly the the hill that I mean. And that was my focus every day. Uh, we were in the winter lockdown. There's a 5k route just at the bottom of Benihi, and that was my kind of main focus was doing that. I wasn't yet fit enough to climb to the top, but I knew the Colney Trail was about five kilometers, and I knew if I did that every day that that was going to be it was going to be something. And Yes, I had a realization that I was still miles off of where I wanted to be, but I knew that I was heading in the right right direction. And I knew that by actually having these goals, that it was going to drive me forward each and every single week. And this is why I have such a big focus inside the Fitter for Life program for having your week set out and having like miniature goals to aim towards every single week is because they can actually help drive you forward And have you almost having your own kind of battle plan to follow? You know, it's really, really important that you know 
and you're crystal clear on what you need to do that week. And that's kind of what I started to install when I came home from Australia, was making sure that I had something to, to do every single day and every single week regarding my fitness journey. Like I said, the importance of mapping out your week is really, really crucial. And that's why we, we get that, the team to do that inside the Fair Fly program. And I guess on those walks around the bottom of Benahee, I realized that there is actually a lot that contributes to a fitness journey and essentially what is getting you out of shape in the first place. And everyone's going to have, I guess, their reason. You know, looking back, there's probably multiple reasons why I got out of shape in the first place. You know, you can go probably back to the, the failure element of me coming out of the Marines and feeling, um, I guess, so to speak, inadequate and feeling like I hadn't achieved my lifelong dream. I guess there's probably a multitude of breakdown of probably past relationships, you know, past life trauma that kind of everyone has, has to go through, you know, but when you can actually pinpoint what your reason is, why you got out of shape in the first place, I think that's absolutely crucial. And I guess this is a great time and a great opportunity to ask yourself, like, why are you out of shape right now? Like, what is possibly the reason that has led you to the point you are right now in your life? And just having some time to kind of think about that, because I think that's a really powerful place to come from is when you can start to pinpoint what is happening in your life, maybe from past or present, that's making you behave in the way that you are. Because like I said, it could be a relationship that you're currently not happy in, or it could be past trauma from a past relationship. There can be anything that is making you behave the way that you are and being able to pinpoint it is absolutely crucial in you actually correcting your behaviors that you're doing right now. So I think spending some time actually thinking about, you know, what has caused you to get out of shape in the first place and coming from that kind of place to start rectifying your behaviors and, you know, behaving in a way that's more aligned with the goals that you're trying to chase. And in some stuff, sometimes kind of instead of thinking about what your actual next move forward is, I want you to kind of think about like, what is the first step I can take? So instead of thinking about like where I want to go and thinking about the mountain that you have to climb, I want you to start thinking about what is the actual first step that I could take? Because I think a lot of people operate from a place of, you know, for example, I'm just going to use this as an example, a marathon. You're wanting to behave as if you are, you've already ran the marathon, but your first step in that process could be doing a one kilometer run. And I think getting crystal clear on what is your first step instead of trying to let yourself down and, and feel like a failure almost because you're not able to do what your end goal is already and leaning into the process. So getting crystal clear on what it is that you maybe need to do right now and spending some time actually getting crystal clear on what's led you to where you are right now and being okay and comfortable with, you know, spending time in maybe your darkest moments 
and asking yourself those uncomfortable questions because from uncomfortable questions and uncomfortable places comes long-term satisfaction. And, and even though that you might have a week or two asking yourself these questions or even just maybe 30 minutes getting a little bit uncomfortable journaling these kind of questions out on paper, I can honestly hand on heart say that you'll get a lot of satisfaction long-term from it because you've actually rectified what's happening right now. And that's a really important thing to, to, to note, I would say. So I guess moving forward, like once you get these answers and like I've been, been talking about, when you can identify what those answers are and you can start operating from a place of vision rather than your current circumstance and feelings and emotions, that's when you can start being a little bit more disciplined with your approach because you've started to outline like what is my first step? Like what do I need to do right now? What are my potential barriers that are, are happening in my life or, or what has been my triggers? Like why am I behaving the way that I am? And you can start to create that roadmap to kind of move you forward from there. So once you're crystal clear on that, I think, again, a question to really ask is, you know, what would happen if I stayed the same from where I am right now? Like what happens if nothing changes? Because the thing is, there's going to be a lot of emotional roadblocks that come up in your life at all times. And having the ability to overcome them is absolutely key in you seeing success in your own fitness journey. When you can start to pinpoint maybe why you're behaving in a certain way and being able to find your triggers. But I'm going to leave that for episode two because I think there's a lot of information that I can delve into on emotional roadblocks. And yeah, I think that would be an absolute epic episode for, for episode two. So... Just before I sign off, I'd like to thank my podcast producer, Pete McIntosh, and the team at Merns and Gill for helping bring this idea to life. And if you would like to take anything that I've spoken about in this podcast episode that little step further, please find me on Instagram, Boyd Coaching. I would love to help you out, or even if it's just a conversation, I'm here to help. Chat to you soon, legends. <laughs>